the Almost Punk Podcast. It is episode 35 to be exact. We've been laying low, so to speak, on the podcast front, but we did actually go out in public and attend some concerts. And one thing that happened was we saw Tsunami Bomb and then you accosted the merch person and ended up somehow picking up a Tsunami Bomb type, type coffee roast. That's right. Wasn't there some discussion that you were having with the person about how they, like, what does it have to do with Tsunami Bomb? Was it like they were on the same record label or some sort of, there was some background information that I think that there was. There, there was. was. Yes. And that was, so we, we were at the Tsunami Bomb merch table mm-hmm. and we were looking at t-shirts and whatnot. But then we saw that this, there's, there was coffee off to the side, right. but it didn't say Tsunami Bomb coffee, which oh, yes. that's the part where I was like, oh, it doesn't say Tsunami Bomb, then I don't, I'm not interested. But then we got more of a story and it was like, no, it's still, still worth checking out. So I thought, okay. And so that's why here we are now with are. rootless sell the heart records presents the rad part of waking up. That's what it says on the front of the coffee box coffee bag yeah okay so the description on the website it says are you ready to attack the day this delicious blend and sure fire way to start the day rad and it pairs perfectly with your favorite lps from sell the heart records so that's the connection it is a collaboration with sell the heart records and not unlike this fantastic brew they offer bold and dynamic flavors with roster of artists that always gets you hyped so punk Post-hardcore, post-punk, indie rock. They have a little something for everyone. So don't just wake up. Wake up rad. (laughs) And then they have like brewing methods and they're all, um, they're graphics. So I think it's espresso, coffee pot, French press, or pour over. That's what it seems like this means. Isn't that the normal methods? Um, is there something I'm missing? Isn't that what all of there's them do? always some new other thing that I don't know. Okay. <laughs> there's always like, there's so many me- ways of making coffee that I don't think that's all of them. That's the main popular ones. I would say. Okay. Oh, cause I, well, one of the graphics could have been cold brew. I don't, I'm, I'm not sure what that little pot is. Ah, okay. The third. <laughs> I'm from, taking, yeah. I'm taking a look here myself. Let's see. Uh, beat it over with a hammer, mm-hmm. regular coffee pot. Um, and you said the third one's French press. Actually, maybe that's not French press. That's probably something else. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, a flower pot. <laughs> okay. I don't know. So yeah, we are obviously coffee experts. We've reviewed several coffees in the past. And that is our expertise. A, we drink coffee. I think we both drink coffee every day. Yeah. And we have reviewed other coffee collaborations with bands for our podcast, but we're not a coffee podcast. We're a music podcast that drinks coffee. Yes. Yes. So I remember we did Coheed and Cambria. We did Thrice. With with Thrice. Mm -hmm. We did Oakland Coffee, which is the Green Day brand. We did Fat Made a Coffee. That's right. And so I'm going back in time remembering, I think that Coheed and Cambria as a progressive band that they are, they had the most exotic tasting coffees. Mm -hmm. So I feel like they're the winner, even though their coffee wasn't my favorite, because at least they, they adhered to their aesthetic through their coffee. Mm -hmm. Green day coffee was the best coffee. It just tasted like high quality coffee, but I didn't get like a pop punk vibe. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we also did a, I think uh, we did a, um, another collaboration. Was it Good Riddance? Or? I think it was Good Riddance. Yeah, and I think that one was pretty good, actually. I think, I yeah, I, as I recall, the Good Riddance, it didn't have like a distinct flavor. Yeah. It was just like good for every day as the same with the fat records one as i recall it was a daily uh, coffee i think fat was the worst one yeah it was the worst one also <laughs> you know who's making a uh release of coffee this year punk rock bowling oh well that will be next then. yeah so i don't we probably need to get our hands on i that keep because... calling this one tsunami bomb coffee what no. should i really be calling it here it is uh sell the heart records coffee sell the heart records coffee okay yes. i'm gonna embed that into my brain that's right now i'm ready to be and it's by rootless heart. coffee company and they do other collaborations all right so okay here we let's go. talk now about I'm the gonna... coffee and we brewed it um i did pour over for anyone that's wondering and it is black because we didn't want to dilute it with any cream or sugar or other flavors since we are reviewing the coffee now i'd say this is just a standard yeah. Good blend, everyday, yeah. regular drinking coffee, but um, it is not heavy. No. It's not, it's, I'd say it's borderline medium in between light and medium. Roast? It's roast, yes. That is correct. But well, you might have remembered me reading that from no, earlier. No. While you were reading, I was completely, completely ignoring that Got and it. just complaining about your microphone. That okay, was, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> waving my hands in the background. Okay, so yeah, that, that, that is correct. You are, it is a light to medium roast. Uh, can you tell by tasting, since you're ignoring me, what region it's from? Well, I'm picking up a little bit of Brazil slash Okay, you Chile. definitely remembered me. It's from Brazil. Oh, I, I thought all coffee was from Brazil. Oh, so that's okay. why I said Brazil. Except, okay. Oh, except Colombia. I see. So Brazil, Colombia, Chile. Yeah. And then like specific countries within the continent of Africa as well. Isn't there another something? They make anyway. coffee. There, yeah, there's African I, coffee. Maybe I picked sure. it up and then there's, in the background. And there, I mean, that's like the single origin coffees. And then some of them are like blends from what I understand. So those are usually not. Is it, this a blend? This is not because I think it's just, it must be a single origin because okay. it says it's only from Brazil. So that's what my understanding is, is um, that it is only, that it is, that that is what makes it single origin as far as I know. Okay. Okay, and then also there's some taste notes on their website, but um, I'm gonna see if you can guess what they are or if you. I was thinking what nutty. Do you think they are? It's a little nutty. Oh my gosh, that is the second one they listed. But you know, just saying nutty doesn't really cut it these days. I think you have to start picking like specific nuts. Mm. So I'm gonna be, it's cashews. Oh. It's a little bit of cashew, kind of an almond, but I'm not getting any pecan. I'm not mm. getting any peanuts and I'm not getting any of that gross one. Oh, pecan is the gross oh. one. The one that looks like a little turd. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Um, it, what's interesting is I already opened this coffee, so it's been open for a while. Apologies. Um, but I actually am enjoying it a lot better today, even though it was fresher when I first tried it. And I think that because I'm drinking it black, it works better. I've been drinking it with creamer. Maybe my creamer just wasn't what I like before because I'm actually enjoying it black better. It's, okay. It's moved up in my book because of, of, uh, if you're drinking it plain. So I think this is a good one. If you're going to, if you're going to drink a black coffee, this is yeah. a good choice because it already has a good baseline flavor, but it's nothing crazy. This isn't one of those where you're tasting things that you don't even expect to find in coffee or anything like that. It is a, it's, 
it's kind of what you would expect from a black coffee, but good, done well. But nothing, nothing super crazy. I know there's been coffees I tried where, you know, they just taste so unexpected um, in, the, in a very, very unique profiles. And this is, this is kind of not that, but in a good way. Yeah, I was... I would drink this on a daily basis if I had the chance. Mm. And also, um, I've been drinking Folgers Instant like I do from time to time. And that is way more acidic than this. Oh, so, I mean, to me, this is much smoother. Yeah. And um, that's why I think it's easy to drink black. You're like, right. I, I, would, I would drink this black. Yeah, I wouldn't there's even. There's no acidity. There's no, reason, yeah. there's no reason to add anything to this. I just take it the way it is. You're right. There's no acidity that a lot of. That's probably why I'm enjoying it more yeah. black than I did with um, creamer. Yep. And then the other notes it says is dark chocolate. That's a stretch. Okay. And then dried fruit. No. I'm My, my, my palate is not sophisticated enough to pick up on it. And then almond. Well, I, I mentioned almond All and right. cashew was I was willing to accept. But it said nutty, then dried fruit, then almond. So, but almond is a nut. I know. It's, it, that was interesting because when I was describing it, I said, oh, it's nutty. And then I said, oh, in this day and age, I should be more descriptive. Right. And then said other yeah. nuts. So they probably thought the same as me. And they, they went, oh, yeah. you better add some specific nuts to it, dude. Mm -hmm. and, and then, then the last one is cherry. Oh. Hold on Which now. I feel like what? if you take a sip and then you kind of as you swallow it and then you wait a second, then you get a little bit of a little bit of sour, which that's where it is. OK, okay found it. I yeah. wouldn't say cherry at all, but I'm willing to accept some sort a, of a fruit, a, a citric acid of yeah. some sort. <laughs> yeah. OK. So I think that's might my, my, my be the, the, the cherry because it's part. not orange yeah. and it's not lime. Yeah. And it's not grape. I, mean, I think they just ran out. Oh, well, those are all citrus you're naming. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so cherry. I was thinking you could maybe apricot instead of cherry. Oh, maybe. yeah. Yeah, because it has a little bit of that fruity flavor, but it's definitely not tart like a citrus would be. So or acidic, like it doesn't feel acidic or tart. So, yeah. Well, overall. I'm a fan. It's I good. Like it. I'll drink it again. Yeah. No problem. It's a good collaboration. I would say pour over with black. No, don't don't do anything else to it. Maybe a little bit of sugar if that's what you're into. Or sweetener of your choice. All right. Now, what's up next in the news is I guess there is a new Ohio is for Lovers Festival. And it just looks like it is in a couple of different locations, which is kind of cool for festivals. It's in Hawaii, Iowa. Lake Tahoe, Ohio, um, Tennessee, Colorado, Outer Banks, and Massachusetts. So it's a bunch of uh, bands that you would expect to see with this uh, name of this festival. Hawthorne Heights, Jimmy at World, Alkaline Trio, Under Oath. I'm not sure if it's all the same lineup everywhere. Um, the closest to us is, okay, it's not. So the, the closest one to us is in Lake Tahoe, and it's going to be uh, Jimmy at World, Taking Back Sunday, Bayside, Emberlin, Hawthorne Heights, Plain White Tees, Mom Jeans, Emery, Just Friends, and Bug Bath. So it's pretty cool. It's at the end of June, but I'm almost, I have a complaint, if you will. There's just too many festivals now. <laughs> it, I, I know that's such a luxury problem here, but... I don't have enough money or PTO to go to all these amazing punk festivals. And then you have to start prioritizing. And I'm just saying, 
things were so much easier when we only there was only one or two I wanted to go to each year. So then you could be like, I'm going to go to one and maybe I'm going to stretch in one year, go to two. And now there's like five festivals I want to go to every year or six. And it's it's just out of hand. I cannot afford it. So you so. went from three years of just being a shut in. Right. And now there's too many concerts, well, too many festivals. It's, no, I, I love the concerts, <laughs> but it's just the, the cost of traveling to go see these concerts. Like if they come to your town, you pay for the ticket. That's one thing. But if you're traveling to go to a festival, that's a whole other level of expense. Oh, yeah. I mean, so that that's what I'm talking about. I, I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy these are happening. I'm just I wish I, you know, had unlimited funds so I could attend all of them and yeah. unlimited time to go do that because that sounds amazing. But it's a lot easier to go, you know, see this show an hour away than to be driving hours or traveling out of state, which seems to be kind of the, you know, expectation for a lot of these big events now is like people come from out of state and even out of side of the country. So, yeah. I wonder, I think of these and I'm like, wow, if I was retired, yeah, I would so go to all of these things. And then let's say it's decades from now and I'm super old and I could, will I go? No. No. Not gonna go <laughs> but would i go to something close i feel like i would yeah okay but maybe not well it's hard five because hours, it, it adds, six it, adds hours. it just adds more complexity to attending right you need to take time off you need to get there you need to rent now you need to rent a car if you didn't drive you need a hotel room you need a hotel like it's just it becomes it becomes vacation so now you have to use all of your vacation money if you have any which a lot of people don't to then go to festivals yeah and it's it's a bigger commitment yeah i think about it back when i was most going to shows most often yeah at that point i was making the least amount yeah. of money and there was the least amount of consequence if everything went away yeah i have nothing to lose really yeah. But it's, I still felt like I had a lot to lose. I was still very stressed. Yeah. But looking back, whoa, it really wouldn't have mattered. And now I feel like, oh man, if it went, if it all went crashing down because I started going to shows all yeah. the time, I'd be like, oh man, that would be the end of the world. Now I have to make these hard choices. I've done that where I've went to too many shows and it was impacting my life, I guess. I mean... I've followed tours sometimes and then your when you don't sleep for enough days in a row, you just start passing out. Yeah, you're a the, little more hardcore. I would like start passing <laughs> out almost at the show that I was seeing. Like you, your body just goes like, oh, you haven't slept in six days? Cool, I'm going to shut down now. That's See, I would be, oh, it's Friday. A band I like is playing. I'll go see it. But you'll be... Oh, a band is coming on tour through the West Coast. I'm going to see as many shows of that tour as I can go to. It's quite a different lifestyle. Yes. One show versus six. Yes. Or however many I've done that with my favorite band this thrice. I think I've seen seen maybe six shows in a row. I feel like like I've joined you on tour. Yeah. I might be there for night one or two of your personal tour. And then I go the rest of the tour. Yeah. And I would drive. So you're kind of like, it's hard because... You're basically on tour, except the band gets driven at that point. At that point in their life, in their career, they were they had a driver, I assume. But yes, yeah, so you go to a show, you come out late, then you have to drive to your next location, 
So now you're extra tired and then you I have to wake up and do it, it all over again. Yes. In your retirement plan, so you can continue to see shows, you are either in the band mm -hmm. as an active musician or you are a tour member like yep. the gear person. You could set up the drums. Merch person. You could whatever. do the merch. Yeah. Do their logistic planning to make sure they're getting good gas mileage or whatever is the, oh, it'll be electric. You'll be planning the sun's rays as they approach the solar top of the vehicle to mm -hmm. get the most electric power from the sun. That's, there you go. That'll be your yeah. tour job. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I want to go to this festival, but I don't know if I will make it because there's it's not near me. Yeah, they do that all the time. Yeah. That's, that's a Bay Area thing going on now. Everybody, yeah. They don't come to the Bay Area. They well, skip it. I just saw Bands. AFI doing a 20th anniversary of Sing the Sorrow last month. I think it was since our last episode. And, you know, it was at a big venue in L.A., but they only did one show. So people came from all over and people had to pay a lot of money to get the tickets and then had to pay a lot of money to go to hotels and so on. Oh, and, yeah. and it's even scarier with all the COVID things because things will just get canceled randomly yep. last minute. So I'm, I was so... Um, you know, it was, I was pretty nervous about that show, but it did happen and it was amazing. Um, but yeah, it's, there's always a risk to it. Like I went to when we were young festival last year and the date I had tickets for sold out or it didn't sell out. Sorry. It uh, was canceled because of winds. And then you don't get any of, of that wind. Yeah. And so you don't so get any far. of that money back. No, no. I still the canceling. So I think now I'm more cautious because. I've, I had the bad experience. Yeah. No, it makes sense. Yeah. Because once you go to Vegas and you have a plan and then the whole thing gets canceled and then you realize, well, I just paid all this money to be here and I'm doing nothing. Instead, you kind of get a little more cautious. That's all. Well, we got punk rock bowling next month and we'll report back on how it goes. Yes, I'm excited. It's, we, we didn't have one last year, so this will be fun. I'm It'll excited to get back into it again. We'll do another show on it. Yeah. Ready to move on to some new releases? I am. Are you? I was born ready. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> So the first one is from The Used, and the song is called Numb, which is funny because Linkin Park has a very famous song named Numb. So yeah, yeah. And when you first showed me the song, I started listening to it. I was like, this reminds me of Linkin Park for some reason. And you're like, duh, it's the name of the song. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. But not only that, though, the music kind of did as well. Old Lincoln Park, not yeah. minutes to midnight uh, Lincoln Park or whatever they're on now, but you know the old days with minus the rap metal, yeah. minus the DJ stuff. If we were just talking tones yeah. and rock music in general, it was like a rock song, yeah. not so much classic used no. screamo. That's right. I, in my notes for this, I literally wrote, "It doesn't sound like the used to me." Like I, it was good. It was. It was kind of like. We've matured and I'm as a fan, I'm like, am I ready for you to mature or can you just play Screamo? Because that's what I that, like. That's my big question. Okay. I'm a big used fan now. We'll say hypothetically. Yeah. Speaking. Hypothetically. I like to use. They're okay. Yeah. But anyway, big fan. Let's say now that pop punk has had the resurgence and emo is it the apparently the pinnacle yeah. of what it's ever been. Like it's scene number two yeah. is bigger than scene one yeah. or whatever. And then you're the used, and if you decided to do another box of sharp objects, it would probably be the biggest song in the history of the world. And you decide, I'm getting mature this time. Yeah. And that's what they did. I'm like, 
Well, from an artistic perspective, maybe you've yes. grown. Okay. But then I think, but man, box of sharp objects yeah. today. It's so if funny. I would have heard that for the first time oh, man. today, I would have liked it more than I heard it when I heard it back then way back when. Yeah. And I'd be like, this is awesome. Yeah. But this song, I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. And I saw them at when we were young and they had an amazing set. They did really well. Everybody knew all the songs. They played the hits. So yeah, I am going to say that this is just first song. We True. don't know what the rest of it. <laughs> this could be like the wild card. We don't know. We don't know. So True. I'm not going to say none of their stuff is going to be, you know, reminiscent of their older stuff, but we'll see. I would say the song's good enough where I'm willing to give it a try. Okay. Wow. So there it is. I'm moving. Look, look at I'm that. Moving in. Ma- they are maturing and you are too. I often find myself saying, hey, I liked the band way back when. Why don't they do that more? And why did they move on? And I say that frequently to the point where I guess it's on me at this point. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm saying that every time, yeah. then it sounds like it's my problem, right? So I, that's why I'm willing to be, uh, okay, it's good enough where I'm willing to move forward slightly. slightly. Do I expect myself to like it? No. No. But I mean, it can be good even though I don't like it. So that's probably what it is. But okay. we'll check it out. Yeah. I'm excited to hear more. Burt McCracken? Yeah. <laughs> I think they're also touring and skipping the Bay Area, but, you know, that's to be expected at this point. And then the next track is from Off, Keep Your Mouth Shut. Off, man. The the first four EPs is crazy. That was one of my favorite hardcore albums of the past 23 years, oh, we'll wow. say. We'll just put it. Yeah. And ever, they have moved ever so slightly into a strange progressive period. This, that's my thoughts. Because the song has about a 20 second intro Mm -hmm. and then that's the pre-intro. And then it has like a seven or eight second intro. Uh And then the song starts around 30 seconds or whatever. But this is a band whose average length of song on their first four EPs was less than a minute. Less than a minute, yeah. So even though this song in the end is less than two minutes, that's still three times the length that of what I was expecting, Oh, you know? So, and they've done that, not just this song though. There's quite a few of them as they've moved on, like the LSD song and all the, all of that. So it's interesting to see off as a progressive hardcore band within the construct of hardcore where songs are usually the way they play them a minute or less now ramping up to the two minute mark. That's and I, and crazy. I do think to myself, these songs are getting kind of long, yeah. you know, two minutes. But then I start laughing at myself thinking. Because that's funny. Yeah. Uh, two minute song is now too long? I don't, yeah. I, I still like it. So yeah. it's good either way. It doesn't matter. It's still I like good. it. I feel like to me, it even sounded, when I was listening to it, it even sounded like it was recorded, not today. To yeah. me, it sounded like it was recorded, you know, back in the day. Yeah. They kept the... It does sound, it's, it totally sounds like if somebody was like, oh, this was recorded in like the eighties or something, I would have been like, oh, okay. I, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have shocked me. It doesn't, which, which I appreciate. I think that's pretty cool because it just immediately, I was like, oh, this doesn't even sound like it's from 2023 at all. So black flag circle jerks off. They could have all been in that thing rather than waiting the 30 years in between. Yeah. Like it, it, 
I think that's cool. But yeah, that's interesting point about song length, though. We'll see what, what happens. What, what, what happens if they have a three-minute song? Are you going to lose it? I don't know what I'm going to do with Keith Moore. Like, whew. That guy's already wordy as it is. Oh, you're right. I mean, he's singing enough lyrics for a one-minute song for half an album of what I'm used to Mm -hmm. for a punk band. And now I'm going to be like two and a half minutes of this guy rambling on and on. Well, that's something. I mean, I look forward to it in a bizarre way. Yeah. Not so much as, ooh, this is great hardcore. I just think of it as... This crazy old man is insane <laughs> and he's fronting a hardcore band. But, but that's and what that's he always does. Cool. But he's yeah. a cool dude. No. They, we saw, I think we've seen every, not every, but we saw, okay, we saw Off. Yes. We saw Black Flag and we've seen Circle Jerks at Punk Fire Rock Bowling. bowling. Mm-hmm. And he has been good each time. Probably better than he was back in the 80s. Yeah. That's what I'm guessing. Oh, well, we don't, we, we don't know. Uh, but yeah. No. I just, I, his command of the stage I'm as sure. an old man. He has had more practice. As an elder statesman, he is, still commands the stage in a way where I'm still willing to look at you as if you're as entertaining as someone at yeah. the peak of their physical performance. Totally sidetracking the conversation. But as we do. speaking of, you know, bands, bands from decades ago. The new punk rock museum is opening in Vegas, and we're going to go check that out as well when we go up there. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. And then they have the bands themselves doing, that are in the area giving tours. Yeah. You can do guided tours with band members of a lot of different yeah, bands. It's like that whole cool. weekend. There's, I mean, they've booked it pretty tight mm-hmm. for every day, like on the hour. I mean, it's a no brainer. If you're in one of those bands, you get a hundred bucks extra per person. You get 10 people. You just made a grand giving an hour long tour. Well, I don't know who makes the money. How do they? Oh, they they probably, probably split, split it. it. They probably don't get the whole thing. But Well, I mean, you still have to pay for your regular admission, though, too. So maybe they don't care. Uh, They're just like, you take all the money you want because we're getting them in here anyway. Uh, I, don't know. I don't know. That's not a good business mindset, I well, suppose. Well, you know, once we're famous enough and they ask us to lead a tour, we'll find out what the what the, what the the payment details are. Well, we could just ask one of them, too. That'd be quicker, probably. But we're not going on a guided tour. Well, I mean, we could still talk to someone afterward I see. using extreme uh, sleuthing as journalists. I see. You know, ask around, yeah. know the right people, oh, that kind of thing. That's what we're really good at, obviously. <laughs> I mean, whew. that's why we all all the connections we have. That's right. That's right. And Plasma Canvas. Plasma Canvas. The song is called Blistered World. Plasma Canvas, I think they're becoming one of my bands. Yeah. Because... At the beginning of pandemic, they had a song called Rot. Yes. And there was a two-piece band, but they were, you know, it's still punk rock's awesome. It's on side one dummy records. It's a great song, catchy punk. Just like catchy we punk. We talked about them in like 2020 a long on our time episodes ago. or something. Yeah. yeah. And now Blistered World, new album. They're a full three full three-piece band now. Oh. Experimental, <laughs> basically. But I mean, it's just catchy punk that's aggressive. Without all the extra words on, it's like, is it pop punk? No. Is it hardcore? It's no. Just it's just punk and the way I like it, aggressive. Now, I haven't checked out every song on the new album, but Blistered World, already good. I'm already happy. Even if it's the only good one on the rest of it, oh. I'm like, I'm still, I'm still listening to the song. I'm not going to be upset because it's just too good. It's fast. It's loud. It's aggressive. Big guitars. Big drums. Yeah. And now, and now with bass. You know, and that's such a big endorsement from you when you say I'm not going to be upset about it because, you know, I lot. very rarely enjoy 
a song enough. Yeah. But I did this time. Yeah. So I'm happy. Yeah. Which leads me into my next pick. pick. Yeah. Rancid Tomorrow Never Comes. Because this song is also good to me. Surprisingly good. Like, I was expecting to not like it at all. Expecting something completely different. different. Yeah. And I was surprised. I was listening to the song and I was like, it's fast. It's energetic. It's, I mean, I'm not... Of course, Rancid has a lot of those songs. Yes. But they also have a lot of songs that are not like yes. that. And then every a lot of bands kind of get experimental or they lean into other influences or whatever. So I either use example, <laughs> hypothetically speaking. Yeah. And so and especially as bands are, you know, Rancid is not young. So a lot it's it's cool to see people that are still making fast, aggressive music, even though they're not like in their 20s anymore. I had to go back to make sure this was their new song ah. because I was like, this reminds me so much of Skull and Crossbones Rancid from 2000 that I thought it, maybe it's a B-side mm-hmm. or something. No, this it's, is the new, it's, new. it's on the new album. It's the new song. It is so much like Skull and Crossbones album, self-titled 2000, which is, you know, what's also funny. Apparently Rancid fans don't like that album. A lot oh. of Rancid fans don't like that album. Well, because because it doesn't have like the reggae. Yeah, doesn't have the reggae. Doesn't have a lot of catchy songs either. Yeah, and it, it doesn't really have like the storytelling that Tim Armstrong's known for so much with like the heartfelt. But it's just a hardcore album. But it's my favorite Rancid yeah. album by far. I yeah. love that album, and this song could go on that album. Oh, so wow! There you go. Hell yeah! Aren't they playing punk rock bowling? They are playing punk rock bowling. So we get to go check out some of these tunes uh live yes indeed wow so many connections to i wonder i'm hoping this is not going to happen but i'm hoping because this song fits in with skull and crossbones rancid that they'll play stuff off that album but the last time i saw rancid i think they played one song yeah and i think it was radio havana which i like the song but it's not poison poison Mm -hmm. that's the song but whatever i'm still gonna like it i feel like it festivals people tend or bands tend to play their hits so yeah like, true. and you should because that's not you know if you're playing a festival crowd you should be playing mostly your hits and then you can play a couple of like b-sides or a cover or something i would say yes unexpected 100 percent, i agree with that however uh-huh. for the sake of argument okay and for the sake of what i prefer right this is punk rock bowling this is already hardcore fans in the first place. Yeah. These are the fans that have seen Rancid a bazillion this times already. So they don't need to stick to all of their hits because they're playing a shorter set. And also everyone has heard those a yeah. bazillion times. They're not getting new fans here. You, don't, you never know. I feel like that's always the case. I go see a band and I'm like, I've seen them. T-. And then every time I go and you start talking to people, they're like, I've never seen this band. Even though that band well, has played their t- hometown 20 times strong for some whatever reason. And they're just like, I didn't have money. I had to work. I have, I prioritize my family or something over going to see Rancid. I don't know. Something crazy like that. So you just don't know, but yeah, but you, you, but to your point, it is a different festival because I feel like a lot of festivals I see lineups for that we don't go to, like all these mainstream festivals, they'll have like a rap band, a pop artist, a country star, like it's yeah. just super random and people go just to check stuff out. So they're not fans of even like, there's not even a oh, genre yeah. that's dominating. Oh, it. yeah. It's like all over the place. It's a bunch of different genres. 
Whereas punk rock bowling is a festival where it is all one genre. We don't all like agree on what's the best rancid album or not everybody's there to see the same. I mean, even when we talk to people at punk rock bowling, sometimes people are so excited over somebody we're skipping. True. Think about that. Like how many times <laughs> have we talked? more often yes, than every not. every time we talk to somebody, which we don't talk to that many people, but when we do, people are like, oh, I'm here to see, we're not going to name anybody. A Acoustic performance by, by XYZ. Something. And we're like, hey, what? this is our nap time. Like we're literally napping during this. And this is what these people came to this festival for. So Ooh. everybody's different. And I, I guess the people that book them know what they're doing. Because you and I, there's been so many bands where we're like, Oh, this one's less exciting and other people are so into it. True. So, who knows? But I do have a lot of bands that they should add to it, like Plasma Canvas. Good, but good anyway, idea. but that'll be for another time. Bands that should be on punk rock bowling that have not been on punk rock oh. bowling. Oh. Yeah. That's another thing. Oh, okay. I mean, we have talked about this before. I know, we, but we every year is different. So I can, I can talk about it every year until the end of time it, yeah. as long as I still do it. You know what? Even after punk rock bowling doesn't even exist anymore. I can still complain. Correct. I mean, there's no stopping me. There's really no stopping you. That is true. And I hope, yeah, they don't not stop that festival. Well, speaking of cranky grudges. Yeah. Do you have one this week? I, I It wasn't so much a grudge uh -huh. as it was a discovery. Ooh, okay. And so it doesn't really fit in. Okay. But I'm going to bring it up just mm -hmm. because it's been on my mind lately and I'm not sure if it's working. I'm at the edge of my seat. So... I got face wash okay. with benzoyl peroxide. Oh, uh, I right? know where this is going. Yeah. And then I thought, hey, why don't I just use this for my whole body while I'm at it? You know, because I, I don't want to have to like use something different. Okay. And then I noticed it made my armpits not smell like it. Yes. Like, it, like nothing. Uh-huh. And I was like, has this been what I've been missing in my life for all these years? Like now... I am religiously going to apply benzoyl peroxide face cream to my armpits because apparently it gets rid of BO. Okay, I am now, my grudge is the fact that three years ago, I texted you, I remember this text, I found this wash and I was like, I've been using it under my armpits and I no longer smell. And you apparently have ignored it for three years and have now pretended to discover this fact on I your didn't own. Have, no, I didn't discover it. Oh my it. God. So this is what happened. My wife, she gave me her extra. Uh, you didn't give me anything. Well, so I, I forgot. Didn't know. Hey, I here's to a great a idea, sample. but I'm not going to show it to you or give you I any for you free. I sent you a link to purchase Oh, it. there we go. My life saved with a link. No, no, I need a hard product. All right. I guess I will no longer recommend anything. Apparently, I have to give you a sample. You have to either give me a sample or an in-person testimonial that is very heartfelt to convince me. All right. But a link just didn't pull on my heartstrings enough to be like, you complain about thing. sweating constantly. And I was like, I found a solution. And that wasn't enough. It's because there was a myriad of options going on and that was one of them i believe you are i'm vaguely am recalling yeah, this three years ago this, i discovered this This fact. also similar thing that you've done i remember you talked about uh punk rock mba is a good youtube channel or podcast to check out and i forgot about it and then I said, and then you, you told me about, about it years him? later and i was like yes so i believe this is very similar to that where i do actually remember now that you did mention it but 
it was along with several other options that I was exploring. And so now. So where's your was, grudge? Because all of this sounds like a, I, it's a good experience. Uh, it started out as a grudge against myself, actually, because I've been changing my cubicle at work and I noticed how bad my cubicle smells. And I realized it has to be me, right? Mm -hmm. Like, why would a cubicle smell? Mm -hmm. It's got to be B.O. Okay. So then I was mad about my B.O., but it led to the discovery of benzoyl peroxide for my armpits. Mm -hmm. I'm changing so it's my semi, grudge. It's a semi-grudge, but it, like I said, it's a discovery. I see. I'm changing my grudge to people who don't listen to what you say. <laughs> and then years later, find out something you've told them already all along. What this actually shows me is that you have great ideas, but you haven't communicated enough to convince me. You've only gone halfway there. I see. You have to go the full 100. I see. And then everything that you want in the world will be yours. I see. Because then you can make things happen. But right now you're just in the, I have a great idea phase. I see. You know, like Thomas Edison, great idea. Wasn't until he did something. Actually, he's probably the wrong example because he steals all of his ideas. You have the original idea and you just have to Tesla it into existence. I guess next time for your birthday i'm just gonna give you things i tell you about That's, all that year, would actually all along. solve the problem I for see. me i mean i don't know if it would make you happy yeah. but you'd be like yes. you know what this guy he smells and the solution to this problem is benzoyl peroxide yeah. under his armpit i'm just gonna buy him some face wash and tell him to put it i in just his armpit. did that to another friend who constantly complains about how sensitive his hands are and finally i kept recommending a product which he kept so then i just bought it for him oh see yeah. now see the okay it's all coming to me Apparently, in this new modern era you have, you have figured it out. Mm -hmm. When you brought it up to me, it was probably years earlier. Yes. This was old version of yourself. New version of yourself has solved the dilemma. See, instead of influencing my is, friends to buy things, I have to now spend my own money just to be right. But then you don't have the grudge. This so is then true. this is... It's, it's a small it's a price win -win. to pay. It's a win-win really. win for everyone. You don't have a grudge. Yeah, I mean, and you don't smell as bad. It's a win for everybody. You know, this is only week one of this, so I really don't know mm -hmm. if how well. I will say before you get mad about and complain about it next week, it can, it will bleach your towels. Oh, I don't care. Okay, that's all. I have my own set because I stunk up the previous the towels, towels, so I had to go buy my own towels anyway oh, and do my perfect. own laundry for them anyway. Okay. So it really doesn't matter. I see. All right. Well, there you there you have it. So I think we are done. We're done. We're done. So this has been Almost Punk Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Almost Punk. Send us emails, almostpunkpod at gmail.com. Send us your grudges or exciting skincare discoveries or tell us about a band that we should listen to yeah. uh, and talk about or a movie or something, something related to yeah. what we talk about. Until next time, over, over and out. out.